Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's talk about Igor Sharangovich, shall we? He is personally my favorite player on this New Jersey Devils roster, and that's saying a lot, but I don't think you guys know too much about his background story, or maybe some of you do, but anyway, this episode is going to center around Igor Sharangovich and overall what he brings to the New Jersey Devils and what his journey was like to get to the NHL, because it's a compelling story, and quite honestly, I think a lot of us could take inspiration from it. Also, what is things uh, looking like for the East Division, because uh, there's some big games right now, and certain teams have to perform well against certain teams in order to make the playoffs and maybe there's a team that can play spoiler we have a lot to discuss in this episode so buckle up you're locked on devils your daily podcast on the new jersey devils part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 5.13 a.m. Eastern Time. And it is the 1st of May, 2021. Man, where did the time go? It just feels like just yesterday. Well, I guess technically it was yesterday that it was April. But now it is May. We are almost halfway done with 2021. Would you believe that? So, yeah, realistically, when we reach June, we're halfway done. So, anyway, guys, happy May. I hope you guys are enjoying uh, your day right now. And this is probably the latest that I will ever record an episode. So, as you guys know, I've been busy all week. That's why I had to miss a posting of an episode. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I finished up my final take-home exam uh, uh, yesterday, and I just completely collapsed uh, in my dorm because I was just exhausted from all the work that I had to do from my ventures of hockey to uh, my work at uh, the television station that I work for, and also baseball, and also just being a student, and I just finally said, I'm done, and I am going to uh, just go to sleep, and uh, unfortunately, you know, I woke up at like four in the morning, and I was like, you know what, I still need to record an episode, I have energy now, so you know what, let's uh, get this going, and let's knock this out the park, so anyway, if you hadn't checked out the last episode, I basically talked to you guys about uh, the Philadelphia Flyers and the New Jersey Devils, and overall, uh, what did I like, what I didn't like, and overall, you know, the Devils are on a two-game win streak right now, but at the end of the day, you know, it's just uh, against a mediocre Flyers team, we eliminated them from the playoffs, so, you know, uh, mathematically, they cannot, uh, you know, go on a miracle run to get to the playoffs, but it would have been far-fetched anyway, but anyway, guys, so there's a lot on tabs for this evening uh, in terms of games for the East Division, so first and foremost, we got to look at the Sabres and the Bruins game, that's going to be uh, today at 1 p.m. And then uh, the Islanders and Rangers game is going to be at 7 p.m. And then obviously we got the Devils and the Flyers. So hopefully we could go on a three game win streak. Then we got the focus on the Penguins and the Capitals at seven as well. So, you know, keep an eye out for those games because the standings are getting really heated for the East Division right now. And the Rangers are still in it. They are down but they are still in it for the most part. So the Capitals and Penguins are atop of the East Division. They've already clinched a playoff spot, but the Islanders and the Bruins still have not quite yet. They're close, but not quite there yet. The Rangers are creeping on in. They have 58 points, and uh, the Bruins have 64, and the Islanders have 65. So like I told you guys, just 
one wrongdoing by either side, whether it's the Islanders or Bruins, they could be out of the playoffs or a miracle run by the Rangers can uh, put them in the playoffs or just a bad run by the Rangers and pretty much the final four is set for the East Division in terms of playoffs. So, you know, uh, I, I just really hope the Rangers can go on that bit of a run because they did get shut out by the Islanders and that didn't really help their case. So they're on a, uh, you know, a game losing streak, but they can rebound in tonight's matchup. And then obviously uh, the Bruins are on a two-game win streak and they have to face the Sabres. So if you're the Rangers, you really got to win against the Islanders because here's the thing, uh, you know, the Islanders are just a few points ahead of you. So that could really shake things up. The Bruins are facing, you know, a very weak team in the Sabres. So they don't really have much of a threat. And then the uh, Bruins have to face us in a couple days. So, you know, the looking on that in that perspective, I know the Devils are on a few game win streak and I don't want to be a negative Nancy but let's face it guys I don't think we're the Bruins top priority so you know uh it's like when I was talking with John Chick of Locked On Rangers which is can we possibly help the Rangers in that regards by you know beating the Bruins or you know giving them a run for their money and we've done so all season but here's the thing we had Kyle Palmieri who would usually have his best performances of this specific season against the Boston Bruins so you know that there, there's that instance and that's a major X factor that we're missing and then obviously you know we got the Flyers at us and the Sabres we are out of the playoffs so at this point uh, we could just play spoiler to some teams so we've already played spoiler for the Flyers and we could possibly play spoiler against the Bruins so we could give the Bruins a run for their money and help out the Rangers uh, you know improve their standings but you know at the end of the day guys I'm just uh, here for the uh, the last and just the good ride and hopefully overall what could potentially happen to the other teams uh, have they missed the playoffs or whatever the case might be. So anyway, we're actually going to be doing something a little bit different uh, on this show. So you guys know that I am big on Igor Sharangovich like a lot of uh, people amongst the New Jersey Devils organization because who doesn't like Sharon Govich? His story is cool. His style of play is cool. He's up there in points in terms of NHL rookies. Uh, you know, I actually saw a tweet the other day that one of the uh, Devils fans tweeted out saying that, you know, he actually statistically is doing a little bit better than Taylor Hall. And I quote tweeted it and I said, I love that. So here's the thing. Uh, with Sharon Govich. In 48 games played, he has 14 goals, 12 assists for a grand total of 26 points, a plus minus of negative four. Now let's compare that to Mr. Taylor Hall, a former New Jersey Devil and a former Hart Trophy winner. So uh, he has appeared in 47 games, has seven goals, 20 assists for a grand total of 27 points, a plus minus of negative 12. So while, albeit, Taylor Hall's points are higher, but remember, Taylor Hall was big on his goals, and he is way off the mark this season compared to his uh, previous few seasons, and obviously, this is like the fourth team that Taylor Hall has played on uh, in the last, like, uh, year and a half, whatever you want to count it, so it's been a struggle for Taylor Hall, and I'm not trying to throw shade at him or anything, but, you know, goes to show you, I think we found Taylor Hall's replacement quite easily because... Sharon Govich, while he doesn't have more points, he certainly has more goals, and that's certainly what Taylor Hall was known for, to give you guys some reference. So Taylor Hall had 39 goals in one season for the New Jersey Devils, 2017 and 2018, and that was the year he had 93 points because he also had 54 assists, and then the very next season... 
uh, Taylor Hall was only able to generate 37 points as his numbers started to go on the decline. So he was at the highest of highs, and unfortunately, he hit the lowest of lows. So 2019-2020, he was only able to generate 25 points for us, which, you know, realistically, that was actually pretty good in 30 games played. But, you know, now looking back on it, this is where he sort of decided to take a, a sharp decline because... Uh, when he was traded over to Arizona, uh, 35 games played, he had uh, 27 points. And then, obviously, with Buffalo, that was a complete and utter crapshoot. So, uh, for Taylor Hall, just a complete fall from grace. And, you know, look at Sharon Govich. I think we uh, possibly found our new Taylor Hall, maybe. I don't know what the case might be. He's certainly not as hyped as Taylor Hall because, like I told you guys, Taylor Hall is a former first overall pick back in 2010. Uh, He's appeared in many All-Star games. He was a Hart Memorial Trophy winner back in 2018. And I told you guys that season in which he was able to generate 93 points in which he, you know, won the Hart Memorial Trophy. So, you know, there's that. But overall, you know, uh, can Sharon Govich possibly win a Hart Memorial Trophy? I don't know. I mean, it is possible. He's in the right direction. He has a lot of work to do. But overall, like, you know, let's think of it from a perspective, which is, uh, what would those numbers look like if they were inflated just a little bit more? So, like I told you guys, so I, I believe Sharon Govich has only missed a couple games this season. So, you know, if you give him a little bit more opportunities, could that go up or is this a one-shot deal? I don't know. We're going to have to wait till next season. And by the way, this is something I'm going to have to talk about in a future episode. I really hope that the Seattle Kraken do not take Sharon Govich in this year's expansion draft. I have to give you guys some fair warning. Sharon Govich is eligible to be drafted drafted by the Seattle Kraken in this year's expansion draft. So uh, a few other people who are, you know, on that list are Yanni Kwokinen and Michael McLeod. So, you know, we'll talk more about that in a future episode. And that was courtesy of Vinny. He is one of the hosts of uh, the Let's Go Devil podcast. And he also works for Fansided for the New Jersey Devils. So I'm just uh, throwing that out there that, you know, there are some guys who are still on the table for the uh, Seattle Kraken because we've been talking a lot about P.K. Subban and him possibly, you know, going to Seattle. But I do need to give you guys that fair warning that hopefully Sharon Govich is not picked up by the Seattle Kraken. I can't reiterate that enough. And I don't think you guys want to see Quokinen go either because he has also been huge for the New Jersey Devils this season. So anyway, I think it's time for the first live read this morning and it's going to come from Blue Nile. So anyway, this episode is brought to you by... 1010. So it is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring joy into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 The collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for a perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. So they won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Get on a knee and propose to her, guy. Trust me, she'll say yes. I've been telling you this for the past couple weeks. Propose to her already. She wants commitment, my dude. 
So anyway, I told you guys we would be doing something a little bit different in this episode, and I think we need to talk more about Sharon Govich's journey, because like I told you guys, and quite honestly, I think Sharon Govich is my new favorite player for the New Jersey Devils, just because when I learned about his story, his style of play, he's just so entertaining and fun to watch, and he really makes us really exciting, and uh, Sharon Govich is certainly going to make our uh, rebuild all that more exciting, and Overall, I'm really excited to see what this kid could potentially do in the future. So, with the NHL regular season pretty much almost over and the Devils' playoff chances at zero, it is uh, certainly difficult to look for any positive bright sides that may have occurred during the course of the respective season. Also, with the recent trade of longtime Devils players Travis Zajac and Kyle Palmieri, the agony certainly hasn't gotten any easier. However, despite all of that, the organization should be fairly proud of the progress that they have made in recent years. Tom Fitzgerald and the entire front office were able to successfully clear house last year, regain another first-round draft pick from the New York Islanders draft as well, and pick up a few diamonds in the rough with the youth movement in New Jersey starting to shapeshift, especially after the trade that sent two key veteran players packing. It's certainly getting more exciting to see what the future has in store because, like I told you guys, the one positive takeaway that I'll take from the Zajac and Paul Mary trade is that uh, our young guys can now run and gun. We can finally, you know, bring up guys from the AHL. You know, we saw Kevin Ball make his NHL debut a couple days ago. Uh, same with Nolan Foote, and Nolan Foote actually did relatively well. Tyce Thompson had a few opportunities in the NHL. So, uh, also, Alexander Holtz was brought over from Sweden and is currently playing in our AHL organization. And he's currently uh, on the top line in their program right now. And he actually scored his first goal just a couple days ago. So, you know, it, the youth movement is starting to shapeshift. I'm, I'm telling you guys right now. So, Obviously, a lot of their youth movement is centered around uh, players like Jack Hughes, and he's having a breakout season in his sophomore year, even if the numbers don't really show it. Ty Smith, one of the best rookies in the Mass Mutual East Division, and rightfully so that we should be talking about those players. But the one diamond in the rough that I want more of NHL fans to talk about, and that has caught the eyes of many and mine including, is Igor Sharangovich. His impact was well noticed within the first couple of games of the regular season against the Boston Bruins. So as you guys know I talk about this so often so in game one on January 14th he was able to draw three penalties against the Bruins thus giving the Devils three of their five power play opportunities early on he showed that he was not afraid to put his body on the line because he actually uh, did get hurt for a brief amount of time in one of those penalty drawings however after being checked out by one of the trainers he was cleared to finish the game so you always saw his dedication his grit and just overall just that dog mentality so a couple days later on January 16th Sharon Govich was able to net his first career goal also his first point in a big way so I need to paint you guys a picture of the play once again because it was that cool it was that awesome yes it happened a while ago and I talk about it pretty often but at the same time I don't think I've described it in full detail so obviously the game was tied and won a piece and it had to go to overtime time was winding down to the final few seconds and they had a golden opportunity to score thanks to the help from Damon Severson and Kyle Palmieri both of those players were able to generate enough momentum to set up a centering shot opportunity for Sharon Govich thus he was able to get an open snapshot in the slot area and got the puck right past uh, the netminder for the Bruins and the Devils won the game as the clock hit zero 
this obviously made him a new fan favorite and definitely raised questions as to who he was as a player since he wasn't a high-profiled rookie coming into the season and he wasn't drafted particularly high as well because if you guys recall, Sharon Govich was taken in the fifth round of the draft and we'll talk more about that a little later. But it, it, it goes to show you the guys that... Uh, you know, how much uh, success this guy was in just a few hours because apparently uh, jersey sales for Sharon Govich were going through the roof. So, you know, I, I personally want to get myself some Sharon Govich gear as well because, like I told you guys, Sharon Govich is probably my uh, play favorite player for the New Jersey Devils, if I'm being completely honest. So, uh, he is a native of Minsk, uh, Belarus, and he started his hockey career during the 2014-2015 season for his hometown team. Listeners and guys, God, please forgive me if I butcher this team name right now. Let me know if I am pronouncing it right. Uh, the Dynamo uh, Robichi Minx, and they are a second-level league. So in his first full season, he was able to tally 43 points, 28 goals, and 15 assists in 40 games played. When promoted to the MHL Junior League in Russia, his production did slip a bit. In that season, he only had 12 points, 6 goals, and 6 assists in 30 games played. So he was off the mark a bit compared to his first season. But, you know, that usually happens when you move up. So, like I told you guys, I really admire Sharon Govich's underdog story and what he had to overcome. So, this is where I I personally like his uh, story the most. So, after not playing a single regular season game for Minx in 2000. 15 and 2016 he was still able to contribute at a pretty good enough rate come playoff time he had six points three goals three assists in 10 games played his production and effort sparked the interest of some north american teams which led him to getting drafted 252nd overall by the youngstown phantoms in the 2017 ushl entry draft however he opted to remain in belarus so uh, guys, I think it's time for the second and third live read this morning while we uh, still are on the topic of, you know, things that we like and we don't like. And, uh, you know, I love Sharon Govich's underdog story. But first and foremost, you guys like chain stores? I certainly don't because uh, we need to talk more about rockauto.com, eh? So, you know, the thing about rockauto.com, it is so awesome. And here's what I'm talking about. So chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, and tail lamps, oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, all prices at rockauto.com are reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see what all the parts are available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and it's time for the third live read this morning and it comes from betonline.ag remember to gamble responsibly so betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action 
Baseball season is in full swing, no pun intended, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action to go as the NFL draft is on and the Kentucky Derby is back and the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your favorite UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get back into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs, unless you're the New Jersey Devils, of course. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and remember to visit our friends at Locked On Bets. Everybody. So anyway, let's continue this discussion of Sharon Govich, my favorite player for the New Jersey Devils. So, uh, you know, uh, it, it seemed like Sharon Govich's NHL window was closing, especially since he only had 12 points in 47 games played for the HC Dynamo Minx of the KHL. However, since he was uh, able to have a respectable season for Belarus U20 the season prior, 15 goals, 13 assists, and 28 points in 38 games played, he was still able to appear on some NHL teams' radars. In 2018, he was selected by the Devils in an overage pick at the 141st overall fifth round in the NHL draft. Later that summer, he signed his three-year entry-level contract with New Jersey. Sharon Govich is the perfect example of hard Hard work and dedication because even with his NHL dreams looking slim at the time, he was still able to find a way to achieve his ultimate goal despite some of the inconsistencies while playing with Belarus. In a couple seasons with the Binghamton Devils, he was able to demonstrate his improvements even more because he was able to raise his points total 25 in 2019-2020 by 8 in 11 fewer games played. What's even more impressive is that the very next season with Belarus once again, while on loan from the Devils, he had the same amount of points from last season, this time with 23 fewer games played. So you see the potential right there, and that's what I like talking about, and I talked about it with uh, Brat and Zaka, which is, hypothetically, what would their numbers be like if they played in this certain amount of games? Or the same with Sharon Govich I was alluding to earlier in the episode, which is Sharon Govich has played in 40-something games, what would that be like if he played in 70-something games, if you gave him more opportunities and possibly playing different teams? Because if you guys recall this season, if you haven't recalled, then you haven't been paying attention. We're playing, uh, you know, uh, only teams in our own division to limit travel due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And I'm just saying, like, if he was to play other teams, teams that you won't really see too often throughout the course of the season, would his numbers be better? Would they be worse? Whatever the case might be. I don't know. Because, remember, teams, it's easier for them to scout this season. So, you know, that's the hypothetical scenarios that I love to bring up. So, uh, the Devils certainly saw potential. And according to reports, he was on the watch list for players to look out for uh, because he had an impressive training camp. So, I love that from Sharon Govich right there because I remember reading that article and I was just like, oh yeah, whatever. It's just going to be another player who is just on the watch list, not going to do anything. But the reason he has now become a vital uh, part in the youth movement for the New Jersey Devils and recently the pairings of him, uh, Quoken and Hughes, seems to be paying off well. So all uh, three were able to score or help or assist on each other's goals in a couple of recent games, which is impressive. So the Devils have certainly found another diamond in the rough with Sharon Govich and should be excited about his development 
and potential. So that's why Sharon Govich is my favorite player because just his potential uh, just screams like, you know, future for the New Jersey Devils. I love his effort. I love his determination. And he's sort of like um, a chaotic good, which is, you know, he won't really like, I guess, like he's not a threat to win like, you know, an award this season for the NHL, especially the Calder Memorial Trophy. But at the same time, you know, he's nothing like, I guess, like eye popping to say the least. For us, he's very eye popping because we've had struggles. But, you know, amongst all the other NHL teams and players and rookies or things of that nature, especially with him being a former uh, fifth round pick then, you know, it's just like he's overlooked so easily. But when he's good, he's good. He puts the league on notice, quite honestly, when, you know, he makes those big plays for the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, even though he's not really going to, you know, make you jump out of your seat if if you're an outside fan, you know, he's still wildly good. And he's still going to surprise you. And it's to the point where you're going to look up and you're going to just say, how do I pronounce his name? How do I say this? How do I say that? Because remember when he scored that game-winning goal against the Boston Bruins, like in our second game of the year? I literally renamed my show Locked On Sharon Govich. So Igor Sharon Govich is one of my favorite players for the New Jersey Devils. And I would be crushed if uh, Seattle took him. But albeit, Seattle would definitely, you know, uh, get lucky, but at the same time, I really hope that they take Bastion if, if they have the opportunity to select one of our players, which is, you know, going to happen. But at the same time, you know, I, I really don't want them to select Quokinen. I don't want them to select uh, Sharon Govich. And if they are going to select a player, I think I would much rather they go for maybe, I don't know, uh, Bastion, Subban. I don't know. Like, you know, I, we'll, we'll do an episode about that in, in sometime in the future. But for right now, I, I'm just happy that we have Sharon Govich and uh, what he brings to our team is certainly impressive. And that's the excitement we need for this organization because, remember, guys, we don't get excited about a lot of things. But overall, Sharon Govich is definitely one of my favorite players to watch. And overall, I think you guys should be really happy with his story. And I hope I informed you guys on uh, what he was able to do for Belarus and uh, overall just like that uh, determination of just trying to get to the NHL despite it looking bleak because I shared you guys his stats and how when he was moved up, he sort of struggled and then, you know, it was just sort of just finding that balance. So when you have a moment or when you have an opportunity to do something, you better capitalize on it because you never know when it could come around again. So he went above and beyond, obviously, like, you know, if he didn't do well for the uh, Devils, like within the first few games of the year, he'd probably be playing in Binghamton right now, quite honestly, because remember, guys, we were missing three key guys at the beginning of the year. So we were missing um, Brock, we were missing uh, Zaka, and we were also missing uh, Vatnin. So, you know, all three of those players weren't able to play, uh, you know, to start the season. So we just needed some fillers. And, you know, lo and behold, we just got Sharon Govich to, you know, I guess play filler role. But we made it a tough decision to say he needs to remain uh, at the top level of the NHL because he's really producing. And look at him now, albeit, you know, we had to ship a few guys out, but he's on the top line right now. So, uh, that's something that we should really be looking forward to for Sharon Govich in the future. And I'm really excited to see what he can do uh, at the beginning of the year. Oh, and we we're also missing Nico Heijer at the beginning of the year. I almost forgot to mention that. So, and remember, Sharon Govich is a uh, center. So, you know, there there's uh, another big hole that we needed to fill at the beginning of the year. So, you know, we should really be excited for, um, you know, what Igor Sharon Govich can do for us in the future. And overall, I'm really looking forward to see what he could potentially do. So, Albeit, um, you know, there's still a lot of work to do. And remember, Igor Sharangovich is a center at heart. But since he is paired with Jack Hughes and Quokinen, they have him playing right wing right now. So, 
you know, there's that. So they're kind of, I guess, playing him out of position. I don't know what the case might be, but he looks good in my opinion, if you ask me, despite our first line not being, you know, rated the highest. But at the same time, you know, for our standards, it's pretty good. And I'm excited to see what they could possibly do in the future. But anyway, let me know what you guys think about Igor Sharon Govich and what you think of his future holds for the New Jersey Devils. Because quite honestly, I'm all in for this guy. And he's my new favorite player for the Devils organization. So anyway, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Also, new episode tomorrow since I missed posting an episode uh, earlier in the week. Just giving you guys a heads up.